Welcome to the Understanding Projects podcast. My discussion today is with Sheila Chu. Sheila is an accomplished project manager specializing in the full integration of new acquisitions and amalgamations into our company's infrastructure, application systems, and business processes. She also holds a number of project management certifications, including the PMP and Agile Scrum Master designations. She is also an active member of the PMI Lakeshore Ontario chapter, where she has held a number of leadership positions and won a number of chapter awards. During our discussion, we talked about her approach to creating project schedules, software tools she has used, the scheduling challenges she has encountered, and approaches she has taken to solve these challenges. Here is my discussion with Sheila Chu. Many people that I talk to when I'm when I'm talking to people about project management and so on, a lot of people seem to equate project management with schedules. Like it's almost like they're equal. Um, that is that the schedule is managing the project. And so how do you view the project schedule? Do you see it as that is the central piece of it or do you just view it as sort of one piece of the project? That's a good question, Dave. Because uh, a project, the, the, the definition of a project is that it has to have a start and an end date. So I can see why some people may correlate uh, scheduling with project very closely, because that's really what the, what the project term means. You know, you've got to have a start and an end date. There's no such thing as uh, a, an indefinite end date. It's not a project if that's the case. Right. Right. That's true. That is like, uh, like you say, the, the basic definition is start and end. So therefore, by definition, it has to have some sort of timing. Um, in your experience and in, in the projects you've, you've been on, what sort of schedules have you been um, involved in or created? Like, have you been, um, you know, uh, created like extensive schedules or high level schedules? Uh, what sort of tools have you used? Like what, what sort of schedules have you created? So when, when I started as a project manager, uh, and of course, uh, usually your manager would give you something a little bit simpler, you know, to, to start you with. And then as you gain that experience, you, you become more comfortable with running a project. And then they normally would give you a little bit more uh, complex until you know such time where you've reached maybe a senior management senior project manager role where you know now we're talking about uh, a very complex uh, um, project with big budgets and and high visibility things like that as far as tools are concerned uh, I, i'm just going to talk about what we usually use at work uh, where I, the, with the company I work for. Uh, so one of the things that, one of the tools we've often used is Smartsheet. Uh, it might be something that a lot of people may be familiar with now. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not too well versed with MS Project per se, uh, because it, it requires a license, first of all. And when you, when you uh, want to share the project plan, with someone that someone must have a license as well to be able to view it. Whereas with Smartsheet, 
if you don't have access, uh, sorry, if you don't have a license for Smartsheet, but I do, I can still share it with you and you can, you're still able to view it. So you may not be able to edit it, but you can certainly view the project plan. So that's one of the, the benefits of using Smartsheet over uh, MS Project. Now, I'm also, bear in mind, I'm also talking about uh, MS Project um, back in the day when we were using it. Uh, I, I don't know if MS Project has uh, evolved over time because of course there's a lot of other uh, very good project management tools out there, uh, Smartsheet being one of them. Uh, also with, with Smartsheet, there are other features that you, you normally would see in MS Project. They have it as well, like Gantt chart, you know, um, you can assign it to a person, you can put the start date, end date. It pretty much looks like a, a, an MS project, except that it's a little bit smarter, hence right. Smartsheet. Right. And, and the good thing also with the Smartsheet is because you can download it into a project plan, into an Excel sheet, or link it to your Google account if you're using Google. Right. Uh, the other one that we've used at work is a tool called ServiceNow, a little bit similar to Smartsheet in that sense, but also it gives you uh, uh, this one feature that I actually like, it's resource planning. So if as you're recruiting uh, resources into your project, you can actually put it in there uh, and, and, even, and it even allows you to to once you enter the, the person's name, it sends an email notification to the person's manager to approve that you've recruited this person as a resource in your project. And what's the percentage of, of uh, capacity for right. this project? So that's a good uh, feature that ServiceNow has. Right. If okay. So. Yeah, Sorry. So those, those are a couple of good tools. What do you see as the challenge? Like, I, um, you know, we, we've talked about Smartsheet, mm -hmm. um, MS Project, and the other tool that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. But what do you see as the challenges when you're when you're about to start a project and you've got the scope is being developed and so on? You've got your Smartsheet, say, uh, window open on your on your PC. What do you mm -hmm. see as the challenges when you're creating that schedule? Um, how do That's you, how do you approach that? That's a good question. Uh, right off the bat, I can think of three three challenges that I would regularly come up with or come across as a project manager. The first one is the inaccurate estimate of effort. Say you've got a project and you've got resources, you ask your, your developers if developers are involved. Let, let's just say there are developers, you ask them for an estimate of effort, Sometimes, and we all know this as project managers, that sometimes uh, developers like to put a little bit of buffer in there. I can understand why, because they can sometimes not predict or forecast what could happen along the way as they're developing this new tool. So it's understandable they put they put the, an, a bit of a buffer there, but also the lack of the providing an estimate of effort is is a challenge for project managers. You're asking them to provide the estimate of effort and it's just not coming in. How do you even, how do you even schedule? How do you even begin to, to plan the project without even an estimate of effort, right? So that's one of the challenges that 
that uh, a project manager encounters regularly. Another, another uh, challenge that I've come across is the lack of resource or dedicated to this project, for example, or, or the, the, um, the capacity of a resource is not enough to, to, uh, being, to, to make this project work and, and complete in a timely manner. And of course, when you say there's a lack of resource, uh, because they're pulled left, right, and center with different projects as well. It could lead to bottlenecks, and then your critical path turns yeah. into red, so, you know, red flags right there. Right. Yeah. Um, right. A, a third one, which unfortunately can happen also, is uh, lack of support from your project sponsors and your key stakeholders. That, I believe, is a big deal. Uh, if you don't have the, the proper support from your project sponsors and key stakeholders, it's hard to manage and, and complete the project. Uh, just because, you know, decisions need to be made. And if it's not coming in fast enough, you know, um, resources need to be assigned and dedicated to project manage to, to the project. And if that's not happening, there goes your project plan down the drain. Yes. So, um, so much to unpack there that you just described, and I agree with all three of those, but let me just go back to the first one, um, inaccurate estimates, and, and, I, and I can't agree more, and it's interesting, I was just teaching a class today, and we were talking about this exact thing, about the challenge of, of estimating, how do you estimate? You know how do you, how do you create an estimate if you've maybe never done it before, or or it's something new, or it's something different, and you know, and on top of that, you're getting estimates from you were mentioning developers, you know, of well, and they might be padding it, they might be in like maybe they're building something in and and they're not telling you and so on, and so like. I'm kind of going. What do you do with that? Like, what what have been your strategies? Have you tried to sort of add your own little budget up like pad to it or 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 do you question people more or what do you do about that like what's 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 been your your go-to on that so I'll, I'll tell you one one uh, personal experience I had this is back in the day when I was an inexperienced project manager myself you know starting out wanting to impress my my managers as well you know making sure that I'm doing the right thing thinking I'm doing the right thing as well so anyway um I, I had the the estimate from from our developers and I look at it and I said wow eight weeks really do you really need I'm thinking to myself really, do you really need eight weeks? So when my manager came to me and asked, okay, how's it going with the project planning? I said, well, they gave me an estimate of eight weeks, but I, I doubt they, they need eight weeks. I'm sure they buffered it. So first of all, right there, the red flag, as I know now, uh, being an experienced manager myself, is there is the lack of trust to accept your developer's estimate, which is a big right off the bat it's a big problem you don't trust your 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 team how's it gonna work right and then um also there is a lack of support within the team so what i've learned over the years is that 
I need to make sure that I work well with my team. You know, I, I need to make them feel that I'm supporting them because they in turn will support me as a project manager tenfold. So I need to, first of all, uh, accept what they what they have presented to me, but that doesn't mean that we'll take it for granted. We can certainly ask our questions. Why do you think you need eight weeks? Is there a concern there? Is there a risk there? And they'll let you know. They're the experts, right? You don't you don't know every aspect and every expertise. So you rely on your resources to provide you with information, this import, important information, to make the sound decision you know in making your project in, in completing your project plan yeah so I, I i love the fact that you use the word trust there because i i can't agree more that if you you know if you prior to this point of the the estimate discussion if you've had lots of discussions and they trust you and there's there's this there's respectful relationship between the pm and the, the developers then there's more likely to be honesty, you know, that, that goes back and forth of saying, Absolutely. yeah, you know, maybe it'll take four weeks in best case, but it might take six or seven weeks. And, and they're trusting the project manager not to just jump in and cut them off and say, okay, you said four weeks, we're, out. we're in, like we're, you know, um, or they're, they're trusting them. So that's, that's, you know, the, 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 the importance of that relationship building and that that the way you interact with your team is so important. Um, so that that's really good. And and what what I've always found is that you know estimating is such a is is such an inexact science. It's a it's a it's a you know an interpersonal sort of relationship of everybody involved to try to figure this out. Um, the second one involves resources. That's the age-old problem, right? Uh, I remember being involved in projects where every project we we go into a, a meeting and we look at the risks, and every time it was we don't have enough resources, and it was a like, yes, we don't have enough resources. We get that, um, but it, it but it's the age-old problem, um, and um, and yeah, that's that's what and again. What what do we do about that with scheduling? You know, like how do how do we address that? And and just do we do we just account for it and just say, well, you know what, we got to add a little extra in our schedule. We have to to uh, you know just add that little buffer to to address the the lack of resources. See the 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 uh, resource capacity and the and the um, estimate of effort comes hand in hand. So as a resource they already know that they only have 50% capacity to this project uh, because the other 50% is with the second project that they're also uh, working on. So they've, they've, they've already figured out how, how much time they can allocate only for this project. And in turn, that's how they would estimate their effort. Uh, now, um, of course, the challenge there would be once again, the lack of experience from the resource himself or herself, because he or she might be new at this, not realizing that you know he's shooting himself or herself, right? Uh, by by being by being overly confident. So that could be that, that's a tricky part. Yeah, there there's there's there could be an inexperience uh, thrown in there. 
the second one could be a pressure also from from upper management where they might say, okay, uh, I don't care what projects you have <laughs> uh, on hand right now. This is the priority and this becomes the priority. So now we're talking about all hands on deck. What do you do with that? There'll be a lot of grumblings, of course. And guess what? Your project will fall behind because the other project becomes a priority. So it's always a struggle. And I agree with you, Dave, uh, you mentioned earlier, it's always, it's always a challenge. And, and once again, you have to build that, that um, relationship with, with the resource and the resources manager, because ultimately it's the manager who will try to allocate where his people are going, which projects, right? So building that relationship also helps uh, with the uh, manager, with the person's manager. Um, right. If, if you're lucky, you could get dibs. <laughs> I've, yeah, I always, uh, I've always kind of felt the person you really want to get to know is the resource manager. That's, that is, that is someone you you want to get to know, and you certainly don't want to tick them off in any way because that's not that's helpful for you, for your project. That's a relationship you certainly want to build. Um, one of the th one of the things that I've found that students often struggle with is how much detail to put in a to put in a schedule. Like if you're if you're creating activities, do you schedule down to you know like small little granular amounts like every couple of hours or every half day or do you do big sort of you know larger activities like what what is the right level of detail and I know that's a hard question because there's a you know depends on the project perhaps but what how do you how do you assess that what's your view on that so it really depends on who you're talking to uh, who you're giving that the project plan to, if you're talking to the steering committee, the project sponsor, senior management, they don't want the nitty gritty details. They just want the high level detail. Right. When you're talking to uh, you, the operating committee, these are the people who are usually the resources uh, managers, the people who are in operations, doing using the work, uh, using the tool, for example. And they they are the ones who usually would make the operating decisions of the project. So you want a little bit more detail, but not too much either. But but there should be enough detail, so mid mid level detail, for them to make a sound judgment. Now, when you're talking to your project resource, your core team, you have to be very detailed every little task needs to be accounted for because it's part of the scheduling. You have to make sure you're allocating uh, time for even just say, giving someone access, a fellow resource access to this so that they can do their work. Those have to be accounted for because you're right. still using time, right? Yeah. So no questions will be unanswered and, sh and should not be unanswered. Yeah. Uh, when you're dealing with your project resources or uh, core team, right? So I would say in a project plan, you know, it, it it will be a very detailed plan, and then as you move up the uh, the committee level, you just kind of pick the 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 high level and the mid level according right. to who you're talking to. Yeah, you don't want to go into a 
you don't want to go into a presentation with an executive and show them the the nitty gritty. Their eyes will glow, will, will glaze over very quickly. Absolutely. Um, um, how often do you find, like, on your average project that you're working on, how how often do you update the schedule? Are you are you in there every day, every week, every month? Like, what 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 do you find, like, uh, in in terms of your schedule? So, if we're talking about do we how I, how often do we need to update the the start date and the the end date of of say tasks or more? Ideally, you don't want to update anything for, as soon as you start the project all the way to finish because that means your project is running smoothly. However, in reality, that's really not the case, you know. So uh, you constantly have to to review the project plan, look at the task that's coming up due making sure that your resources are aware of the tasks that are due very soon, you know. Um, you want to make sure of, uh, you, you want to make sure that everybody in your team, your core team especially, is aligned with, with the deadlines that's, that are coming up because every, every task that are due is linked to the next task or most likely is. You know, some some are on the critical path and some may not be. So with the critical path, those are the ones you really want to watch very closely, and making sure it's being up, updated regularly. Right. Uh, when we say updated, also um, the status is needs to be updated. Is it completed, delayed, in progress, not applicable type of thing? Those need to be updated as well, uh, so so that your resources know what's next in line right right do you do you like in in your your schedules do you actually calculate the critical path and and publish it is that is that a known thing in your in your projects in your project teams or is it more just sort of there's sort of rough like awareness of it like how how formal is your critical path calculations i, I wouldn't say in the real world at least in my experience it's not it's not calculated per se, but it's actually flagged as, you know, this is a critical path because if we don't this, do this task, the next one is dependent on it. You can't even start right. that type of thing. But to, to do the math, I know in theory, we, we do the math, right? Uh, there, there are numbers involved in add, addition and subtraction. We don't exactly do that in, real, in the real world, world but uh, definitely they're flagged. As yeah, a critical path. And and I think that's rep I think that's very common. Um I when I when I talk about critical path, I, I talk about that. Yes, it is a theory, there is a calculation. MS project, and I'm sure Smartsheet and others will will actually show you the critical path if you get all your dependencies input. But it is, in my mind, almost more of a mindset that you you become aware of those those activities those tasks in your projects that if they delay you're going to push your project out like you 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 become known without without even having to do the math and like do the calculations you know that you know what if we don't get this part ordered or this software program tested it's going to delay things and so therefore it's critical it's on the critical path so it becomes more of a more of a concept than an exact right number you know absolutely so I, I to me I, I think that's that's very very common um 
have you found that you do you track your do you use your schedule and actually put in the days that people work on it actually into your schedule or do you is that somewhere else like or do you just update the percentage complete on the on the uh on the tasks themselves or do you actually say that hey uh you know uh, Mary worked three and a half days on this activity and, and let the schedule figure that out in terms of the costing and so on. I, um, I actually don't do that myself. Uh, however, if you're dealing with contractors, you would likely have to do that. Uh, most of our, most of my resources are, are paid eight hours a day. Uh, so right. we, it eliminates the, the necess necessity for me to actually count, okay, how many days did you put here? And then how many days there? I personally don't do that as well. Um, I, I feel like it's a bit of a micromanagement yeah, in my for sure. opinion. Um, for sure. I, I, just, I just trust my team to do their job. You know what your deadline is for which task. I expect to hear something. Now, if you, if you, I also remind my team that if you feel that you will not be able to to meet your deadline for whatever reason, raise it right away. Don't wait till the last hour because there's nothing we can do about it when you've raised it at the last hour. But if you raise it early as a potential risk, I may be able to help you. So let, let's help each other out so that we don't run into, into uh, a, a major disaster in the end. That's how I usually run, run uh, my project and, and the team that I run. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's that's what what you're describing is is what I've seen as well in many in many uh, uh, instances where oftentimes the software programs MS Project and I'm sure Smartsheet as well they have capabilities of being able to log time and calculate this and so on so that that is all there oftentimes in in organizations unless like you say if it's a external contractor where you're actually logging hours and so on but if it's an internal team um there is a you know a, a indication of okay they're dedicated to the project or they're giving yeah. me 50 percent of their time so that almost is outside of the software that is that is yeah. that is managed elsewhere so that yes. there's lots of human interface there Right, and even in in Smartsheet, there is a feature for you to uh, turn on the percentage complete for for each task, you know, assigned to a a, a resource. But I I don't normally turn it on. It, it's a little distracting for me. Um, I just go by the the uh, due date. Uh, this is this is uh, how however you want to do it, just do it uh, as long as. Uh, we are on time. I'm happy with it. Right. So you're. you're... I, I, I do know that uh, some of my uh, colleagues like to use the percentage. I personally am not uh, a big fan of it. Interesting. So, so you're finding that that's an interesting one. So you're finding that you're you're more on a let's just if it's done once it's done, it's done as opposed to saying okay are you sixty five percent done or seventy you you don't like the percentage complete you just like okay when it's if, if you're not going to make the due date, let me know. And, and otherwise we're on the due date, you know. I'm more of that type of uh, project manager. Yeah, interesting. That's and 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 you know, it's really kind of highlighting that there there there's a lot of personal preference as to 
as to which way to go on that. Like some, like you're saying, some PMs will will want to say, okay, I want to track the percentage. And so I'll meet with the, the team members and talk about the percentage complete, which, which brings with it all kinds of issues, right? Because oftentimes people get quickly to 90%. And then that last 10% takes half of the time. Like it, that, that last 10, 10% can take forever to get and, done. And that's very true, Dave. Um, I, I also found that, that the percentage is quite subjective anyway. You could put 50% if you want. And right. what's what's 50%? Your 50% may not be my 50%. So I, I, I didn't really see the value in there. Right. So that's why I tend to shy away from it. That's that's really interesting because you're right. Fifty percent. What does it even fifty percent mean? Does it mean we've used up fifty percent of the time? You know, it's, it was a ten day task. So okay, we're we've used five days. Is that fifty percent? Is it fifty percent of the work has been done? Exactly. Is it? Is it I think exactly. you know, like it, it's such an inexact science. Yes, it, it it's true you've used up 50% of the time because it's 10 days. So you've used up five days, but really was there 50% of the work done in actual, I don't know, maybe, maybe not. Right. So, it, so to me, as long as the, the deadline is met on or before I'm happy. Right. So, so maybe the better conversation to have when you're say to talking to your, to your team members at that point, like, let's say it's a weekly review or, or you know, that, that sort of thing, the reporting back is the, the, the more interesting discussion is, is more, are you in a position to make that date versus trying to come up with this magical percentage? Exactly. That's exactly the question I ask them. Right. Will you make it to your deadline? Do you right. see any any roadblocks there? Do you see any potential risk that we might need to raise now? Raise it now. That's yeah. always what I ask um, each of my resource when I have whenever we have our weekly uh, meeting. Yeah. No, well, that's when, really, that's interesting. Or, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, if it's agile, then we might we we meet every day in the morning. So it, it's a, it's even a bigger and a faster um, a turnover because the sprint is usually one or two weeks only. So every day they have to be able to say what they've accomplished, what they're doing next, and are they behind or not? So it's even faster to determine um, whether they're on time or on track or not even. Right, right. Yeah, so that's interesting there there are methodologies that i've seen that have that have talked about you know you just it's it's either zero or 100 percent. don't don't try to and that and that's what you're you're saying so it's, it's quite interesting um i think what needs I, I think which would be important is not to have um tasks that are too long then if there if there's a three-month task to go from zero to hundred percent is difficult. Like, so you, you probably want to keep your, keep your timelines, your, your task durations a little bit, a little bit shorter than that. Yes, that's right. If, if the task, as you said, if the task is calculated to three months, you probably should break it down even further into right. smaller tasks so that you can monitor it a little bit better because three months is a long time Yeah. Uh, for, for one task, for example. So, I would I would definitely break it down into several tasks so that it's easier to to track what what we we've accomplished in say a period of a week 
and what we haven't completed and so on. Great. Um, one last question. Uh, there's been a great discussion on scheduling. Uh, Sheila, one, one last question. If somebody, if somebody was about to start as a PM and was starting to think about scheduling, what would you, what would you say to them? What would be your advice to say, you know, Hey, Sheila, I'm, I'm going to start as a PM. What, what, what should you tell me about scheduling? What would be your piece of advice? I would say always um, look for an experienced project manager to guide you. A mentor is really important for a, an up and coming project manager. Uh, there's no better uh, experience in, in knowledge transfer, knowledge sharing that you can have than having a, a mentor to, to help you along the way. Excellent. Great, great advice. And you've, you, you've already in this, in this conversation, given all kinds of advice too. So I thank you for that. So anyways, thank you very much for this, this great discussion. Uh, Sheila, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Dave, for having me. It was a great opportunity and I'm, I'm happy to, to help wherever I can. Thanks for listening to my discussion with Sheila Chu. During our discussion, Sheila talked about the many real world aspects of project scheduling. Her perspective should be helpful for those looking to create effective project schedules. If you like this series of discussions, please consider following Understanding Projects on your favorite podcast player or clicking subscribe on YouTube.